Good evening and welcome to another episode of the Kriebentrock Stock Market News. Today is Tuesday, the 19th of September, 2023, and in this podcast I cover the most important stories in finance and economics. The most important event of this week is the Federal Reserve meeting. On Wednesday, the Fed will decide whether to hold interest rates steady at the current level. More importantly, the Fed will also update its quarterly rate hike projections, also known as the dot plot. The two questions will be whether the Fed still anticipates hiking interest rates one more time by 25 basis points this year, and whether the Fed continues to anticipate 1% of rate cuts in 2024. The economic data released in the past week certainly highlights the strength of the U.S. economy, while at the same time, energy prices are on the rise. Brent crude briefly topped $95 a barrel during Tuesday's trading day, which creates the fear that we could see a re-acceleration in headline CPI as we slowly approach the end of 2023. Ed Moya, senior market analyst for the Americas at Wanda, said to Bloomberg on Tuesday, quote, The risks for headline inflation to heat up over the next couple of months are rising, and that should complicate what the Fed does. Do policymakers become convinced that despite a resilient labor market, pricing pressures will continue to ease? If core inflation shows it is struggling to continue to drop, the higher-for-longer rate regime will last a lot longer than the market is pricing in, end of quote. This is the story that bond yields have been telling us in the past few weeks, and one day before the FOMC decision, yields are on the rise across the curve, which highlights the risk of higher-for-longer. The two-year yield is up two basis points and rose to 5.086%, The 10-year yield is up around 4 basis points at 4.355%, and the 30-year rose around 3 basis points to 4.421%. Lauren Goodwin, economist at New York Life Investments, also believes that inflation risks are increasing. She said to Bloomberg on Tuesday she only believes the Fed will cut interest rates in the summer of 2024 if the U.S. economy falls into recession. In her eyes, inflation will likely fall in a slow and non-linear way if we don't get a meaningful economic slowdown. This brings me back to the four hypotheses created by the renowned economist Mohammed el He believes there are four hypotheses on which the soft landing narrative is based on. The first hypothesis is that inflation must continue to fall in a consistent and linear fashion. The economy needs to be resilient enough to withstand the lagged effect of monetary policy. We will not see further rate hikes from the Fed in 2023, and we will continue to see financial stability in the U.S. economy. The data released in the last week and the rising oil prices clearly raised the question of whether inflation can continue to fall in a consistent and linear fashion. If it doesn't, the equity market will continue to entertain the idea that a soft landing is not the most likely outcome, which will likely put downward pressure on equities and upward pressure on U.S. Treasury yields. 
One data point released on Tuesday does indicate that some sectors of the U.S. economy are slowing down. New U.S. home construction dropped to the lowest level since June 2020. Government data shows that residential starts decreased 11.3% in August to an annualized rate of 1.28 million. A plunge in the construction of multifamily housing has driven the sharp drop in U.S. housing starts, according to Bloomberg. Housing starts slumped in all regions except the Northeast. The West experienced the greatest decline. Oxford economists stated in a note that this was probably tied to Hurricane Hillary. More housing data that will be released later this month will give us a clearer picture of the situation of the housing market. Chris Saccarelli, chief investment officer for Independent Advisor Alliance, said to Bloomberg on Tuesday, quote, If it turns out that this is the first crack in an otherwise bulletproof consumer, then it could change the narrative from an economy that is imperious to rapid interest rate hikes to one that is vulnerable and susceptible to a recession, end of quote. And this highlights a key issue. The soft landing Goldilocks narrative is based on the belief that inflation can continue to fall and that the economy can continue to resilient. To give currently the data raises two questions. On the one hand, it raises the question whether inflation will re-accelerate due to the strength of the U.S. economy. On the other hand, because we are seeing data points like housing starts declining to the lowest level since June 2020, or in other words, actually um, declining Yeah, it it did drop to the lowest level since June 2020. This highlights that there are some cracks in the U.S. economy. And if we start to see those cracks become bigger, then there is this risk that we will eventually fall into a recession, which is, of course, also not in line with the soft landing narrative that is currently being priced in by the equity market. So you have these two risks, and these two risks simply show you that a soft landing narrative might really not be the most likely outcome in the current environment of macroeconomic uncertainty. At the upcoming rate decision, the Fed is expected to pause. Ponima Puri, head of liquid credit at HPS Investment Partners, told CNBC on Tuesday that even though the Fed is likely to pause, it is likely to pause for a while at a time when the market is pricing in quite a lot of rate cuts next year. Her outlook is that rates will stay higher for longer, she is not expecting a default spike, and she believes inflation will be stickier from here. In her eyes, yields are rising due to the strong supply. About a third of treasuries outstanding will be repriced over the course of next year, and the buyer base has shifted too. Interestingly, U.S. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen said yesterday that she is not worried about the impact the increase in supply will have on the bond market. Ponima Puri from HPS Investment Partners continued to say that she sees a risk of inflation because of wages, oil and housing. She believes, quote, if we end up with higher inflation than the Fed is hoping for, that will impact margins, it will impact investment cycles, And it will impact cash flows because we might be in this environment where we will be living at this higher for longer scenario. End of quote. Let us take a look at some of the financial data of Tuesday's trading day. The S&P 500 fell four-tenths of a percent 
as of 3.12 p.m. New York time. The Nasdaq 100 is down 0.5% and the Dow Jones is down 0.5% as well. The MSCI World Index fell 0.3%. The Bloomberg Dollar Spot Index was little changed, while the euro against the dollar fell 0.1% to $1.0678. The yield on the 10-year Treasury as of 3.12 p.m. advanced 6 basis points to 4.36%. West Texas Intermediate Crude fell 0.1% to $91.36 a barrel, while gold futures were little changed. Last but not least, let us move on to the top three corporate stories of Tuesday. Following TD Cohen's downgrade to market perform and warning of worrisome headwinds that might threaten same-store sales in China, Starbucks Corp saw a decline. Amazon, which is attempting to attract and keep workers in the face of a labor crisis, has announced that it will add 250,000 workers for the next Christmas shopping season, and raised the average compensation for logistics staff to around $20.5 an hour. Truist Securities upgraded Royal Caribbean Cruises and Carnival, citing good trends and cooled-off equities, and these companies' shares of those companies rose as a result. And that is it for today's finance and economics coverage. See you again tomorrow, and have a great evening.